0: Hello, Dick. How are you? Hey, boy. Sorry about that, folks. We got, uh, you know, when you're talking 10,000 miles away, sometimes it happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got you there. Or we've got Loz in Vegas. And I know I asked you last week, but any further sort of, I guess, knowledge and awareness of what's going on from our perspective with the NRL? in Vegas. Uh, the team's about to fly in there. One team's already in there, but uh, you see more and more advertisements uh, as the games are set to be broadcast on Fox Sports
0: over there? Oh, absolutely. And it will it will continue. And uh, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think, uh, I think American sports fans are, are hungry for something a little different, um, especially something that has physicality, which certainly the NRL does. There's no question about that. And and I think uh, I'm not going to say that the, the country will be swept off their feet with one exhibition in, in Vegas, but uh, it'll certainly bring some, uh, bring some attention to the sport, which is uh, fabulous to watch, not only on television, but in person. Dick, do you think
2: people will go to the
0: game
2: if they've never seen or heard of rugby league before? Do you think they'd turn up because of, you know, the Chinese whispers or seeing billboards or the unknown? Will they go to the unknown?
0: Yeah, I think that, uh, I think obviously a vast majority of fans will be NRL fans already. Yeah. I'm sure tons of Aussies are, are out there, yeah. and that will be a, a majority of the stadium uh, at Allegiant. But, you know, if I'm just on the strip and I'm seeing all sorts of advertisements for this, and, you know, when, you, when you're out there, a lot of times when you're in Vegas, you really don't have a plan. I mean, you really don't go to Vegas with a plan. You kind of let the plan take on whatever wherever you happen to be at that time, and I think... For a Saturday night, a doubleheader, a season opener, I think people would see that and say hey let 's go check this out. you know we, we could either spend money to go do this or we can go to the blackjack table and lose a thousand bucks in two hours so let 's go watch <laughs> let's go watch NrL I,
2: I think that's correct Dick because a lot of people that i 've spoken to over here, obviously they haven 't heard a lot about the game, but they 've seen these um, advertisements up and, you know, they're going Australia. You're here for the football. I said, yes. Do you know much about it? No. And then you start to explain it to them and they go, oh, wow, we, we, we might go and, go and watch. Now, I don't know whether they will go and watch, but I think there will be an appetite for those people that are on the strip to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we, we won't go to that. We'll go and see this game of rugby league. It looks pretty cool. And the way that people describe it to us Similar to NFL, but without the pads and without the the, the helmets. And it it sounds like a crazy type of game to go and
0: see for the first time. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think that uh, Australia, there's some there's some cool factor about Australia here in the States. I mean, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of countries that that Americans think are particularly cool. I think that Australia is right there, up there, if not at the top of the list, near the top of the list, so I think they want to see you know they 've always heard positive things about Australia. We see the beaches we we hear all the stories you know the people that go over there like I have you know come back and tell everybody what a what an unbelievable place it is. so I think that helps as well um, to to kind of feed that, but you know everything down there on the strip is easily accessible right You hop in an uber you 're anywhere you need to be in ten minutes and so it's, you don't have to overcome the hurdles of, oh, okay, well, there's this game, but it's going to be a 30-minute Uber ride, and it's going to be kind of a hassle. Nothing's a hassle down there in Las Vegas.
1: Let's talk some hoops, and what about what's going on, or specifically, I guess, in the NCAA in college basketball, a lot of court storming and some uh, unsavory incidents. What's doing, Dick? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was a really unfortunate situation. Actually, we've had two unfortunate situations in the last two or three weeks. Uh, one in a women's game where uh, Caitlin Clark, by far the most high-profile women's basketball player. I w- you know, let me rephrase that. She is the most high-profile collegiate basketball player this year, men or women. She was run over uh, after her team lost on the road court. Uh, she was run over by a fan. Fortunately, she was not seriously injured. And then, this last weekend at Wake Forest, uh, Duke, who is you know one of the prominent preeminent college basketball teams in in the country, they lost at Wake Forest. The Wake Forest fans stormed the court and Kyle Filipowski for Duke, uh, you know he was taking a lot more time getting off the court than any of his teammates were i 'm not sure the reasoning behind it, not saying i 'm blaming him for getting injured, but he was the last man standing on the court when the fans rushed on. And uh, there was a, a collision between Filipowski, who's a huge man. I mean, he's, he's nearly seven feet tall, probably 250 pounds. Uh, but he was clipped by a fan, and it twisted a knee or something in the lower body. And he immediately had to be grabbed by his teammates as well as his head coach and helped off the floor uh, amidst this melee of fans. And so anytime you have a situation in sports like that, especially when there's two in a row... You, you know, you, we react, right? We say, oh, this has to stop. We can't have court storming anymore. And I, yeah, I think that there's probably a middle ground to it where maybe you put a, a quick highlight video on the, on the board, you have a 15-second countdown, and you say, you know, rush the court in 3, 2, 1, just to allow the participants of the game to get off the floor and avoid harm.
2: So you're saying they shouldn't outlaw Dick? Because yes. I, I I say they yeah, shouldn't
0: yeah. outlaw. I think it's fabulous. Um, I've been a part of court stormings before. I've been a part of field stormings before at the University of Washington. One of my most fun memories was just this last year, even though I didn't participate in the field rushing. But when the Huskies beat Oregon in that huge game uh, in Seattle in October, you know there were tens of thousands of people that rushed onto the field. There were no incidents. It was just a fabulous scene. It was great for national television. So. I think the benefits outweigh the drawbacks as long as we have some safety precautions put in place. Dick,
2: what's the latest with LeBron's new contract? We're hearing whispers that he's looking to sign a new three-year deal.
0: Yes, and I think uh, a lot of that has to do with uh, you know his his son coming into the NBA. He, he, he has always said he wants to play uh, with his son at some point, and you know you're gonna you're going to have a three-year contract and Brian Windhorst reporting this. He's a great uh, ESPN um, writer and reporter. And he says, you know, the Lakers are looking at a three-year contract that could pay him upwards to $60 million when he's 42 years of age. And, you know, who's to say that LeBron James can't still play at 20 points, you know, seven, eight rebounds when he's 42 years of age. He's uh He's the, the most unbelievable physical specimen this game has ever seen. He might be the most unbelievable physical specimen that American sports have ever seen. So if anybody can play uh, successfully at 42 years of age, it would be LeBron James. Well, from LeBron to
1: the rookie who's $1. ten to win Rookie of the Year, Victor <laughs> He is playing for an awful side in San Antonio. But, Dick, he is
0: living up to the hype, isn't he? You know, the the all-time greats do, don't they? I mean, when you talk about the biggest hypes, and we were talking about this at the beginning of the year on on our station. I may have mentioned it with you as well, but just talking about the biggest hypes of young athletes in American sports over the last 40 years, and certainly Tiger Woods comes to mind. LeBron James comes to mind. Heck, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 16 years of age. Mike Tyson comes to mind. And what do they all have in common? They all achieved maybe even greater heights than we originally thought that they would have and that's kind of what victor Wembanyama is doing i mean he's averaging 21 points a game 10 rebounds a game and his game just continues to evolve um even though his team continues to lose i mean we're seeing field goal percentage numbers in the high 40s from him in 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 february excuse me in january he was over 50 percent from the field um, you know, his, his turnover numbers are a little high, which is you know, to be, to be expected for somebody that's only 20 years of age, but you know, 10 rebounds a game, he's dishing out three or four assists. He's getting steals and blocks. He's just everywhere on the floor. And he's going to be a guy that the Spurs will be able to build a championship roster around, but it's going to take three or four years because they are a long way from a championship right now with only one great player.
1: Just in the Western conference what team do you believe is the best chance to beat Denver in a playoff series? Because there's a lot of teams clumped together there.
0: Yeah, that's a great question because I would say, I would say that the Timberwolves have probably the, the most young talent, most up and coming young talent. But as we've talked about before, it takes experience, right? It takes experience winning and losing in the playoffs to get there. And so you got to look at the teams that have the most playoff experience. Certainly Minnesota does not. Certainly Oklahoma City does not. The Clippers do. The Suns do. um, The Pelicans don't. So the Lakers do. So I would say probably Phoenix, probably Phoenix. But You know, really, the difference between Phoenix and the Clippers and even a team like the Lakers once it comes playoff time because you know they're going to pick up their game in the playoffs, there's a very thin line between all those teams. And Denver still appears to be the team to beat in the West, even though they're still third in the Western Conference standings right now.
1: Now, just on our text line, and someone told me this story the other day, and I'm sure you can verify it. What about the streaker at the Super Bowl, Dick? Didn't he... Uh, clean up on himself and got paid out a fortune after putting money on someone to streak. I, uh, now, I, I believe he got what—he thousand dollar fine, uh, had a
0: thousand dollars on himself, and collected two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for all his efforts. You know, I'm looking this up right now, guys. This no is a way. story that has uh, slipped by me, but uh, you got me so intrigued that I'm. Yeah, looking no, no up I had someone verbally tell me this the other
1: day, and it's just propped up on our text line.
0: Yeah, he's he's made a, an Instagram post or a, a YouTube post saying he'll go down as a legend. Uh, he's entitled the video "How I Streaked the Super Bowl in 2024." I mean, it was mentioned on the telecast, and uh, even though the broadcasters aren't supposed to mention it, they're not supposed to show it. Tony Romo and Jim Nance did mention the uh, the hmm. streaker, but uh, you know, his cost was forty two thousand eight hundred and fifty three dollars for the seats. And he, got, uh, and he got jail time as well. But uh, he's got a ton of followers on Instagram and, and obviously is making money off his uh, Instagram stunt. There's no question about it. Oh you 15 minutes of fame, Pop. How about that? A <laughs> Make a buck out of Let it. Let me go to jail for a few extra followers. <laughs> oh.
2: Give me a break. Uh,
1: now, well, obviously, we're heading towards the draft combine in the NFL. Just a couple of questions on the text line. Uh, hi, Dick Russell Wilson. Uh Of course, currently the Denver uh, Denver Nuggets, Denver Broncos quarterback says he's going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. He has as much chance of winning a Super Bowl as Laurie Daly, says Graham McCurrajong on the text line. (laughs) Uh, But where do you think Russell Wilson is
0: most likely to be taking a snap in week one of next season? Oh boy, I don't think it's going to be Denver. If you listen to Sean Payton today, um, he was uh, there's a great YouTube video of him uh, that, that came out today saying, you know, he's he saw he, he saw a meme of a Denver Bronco fan with like eight quarterbacks names on a shirt, and he just keeps crossing them out. And he said, we have to hope that the next quarterback doesn't get crossed out. So he was he was beyond intimating that there will be a next quarterback of the Denver Broncos. I guess some could speculate that Russell Wilson could be that next quarterback that doesn't get cross, crossed out, but that's not how I heard it. As far as where he lands, guys, he, right now the, the names that have been thrown out there are Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Those are the two names that I've heard the most of. But it's going to be really hard until we see what happens in the draft. What happens in free agency? Because we need all those pieces to fall. I think Russell Wilson's going to be one of the latter pieces to fall versus one of the earlier pieces. So I think maybe he gets released fairly soon, but I don't know if he gets picked up right away when he is released.
2: And yeah, it's amazing, Dick. Though why would you take a punt on Russell Wilson when he's left his last two
0: clubs? Yeah. In a in a, in a situation where everyone was happy to get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. The, there's only one reason, guys. Is that. Denver's going to be paying Russell Wilson's salary. So you're going to get you're basically it's a low risk move financially for you because you're basically going to be paying Russell Wilson the minimum to come in and see what he can do for you with Denver paying the freight. So if they can work out a trade of some sort and get something in in value in return for Russell Wilson but you know Russell Wilson's a fairly decent commodity if you're paying him pennies, right? It's, you just don't want Russell Wilson if you have to pay him anything of significance. So I think it's worth a team taking a one-year shot on him just to see if he can give you something for, for nothing. And, and we all know how teams with decent quarterbacks that don't make any money, those are the teams that make the playoffs, right? The teams that have the good quarterbacks that aren't making any money where you can pay the rest of your team, those are the teams that win 9, 10, 11 games and make the, make the playoffs. Maybe they're not the team that wins the Super Bowl, but they're a team that could make the playoffs.
1: Uh, surely this call from the Chicago Bears has to be imminent in what they're going to do with the number one pick and, and their current quarterback Justin Fields. I mean we've got to hear about this very
0: soon, don't we, Dick? I think we do. Um there's gonna be I would imagine that there's gonna be a trade, a trade down of that pick. I mean there's so many good quarterbacks in the in the draft. Chicago's gotta make a decision on whether they want Caleb Williams at number one or whether they, whether they want to trade down, accrue a lot of draft picks in compensation and then be able to draft a quarterback like Michael Penix, like Bo Nix, like J.J. McCarthy, any of those guys that are going to be going middle to later stages of the first round, they can still get a really solid quarterback and rebuild their roster at the same time. But yes, Justin Fields likely is not going to be in Chicago this year.
1: And finally, just some golf. Uh, and I see Rory McIlroy is a, very much a hot favorite to win the event as we head on this sort of Florida swing on the tour this week. But uh, John Rahm, uh, interesting uh, comments there. Of course, he left uh, to go to live. He admits he left, what, for the, for the money, as, as he should. Uh, and How's what Tigers did? brushed him, has he, Dick?
0: Yeah, it seems that he's, he said uh, he was on an ESPN one-on-one yesterday. And uh, he mentioned that. Yeah, he he admitted he finally went all the way and admitted that he did it uh, for the money and for the family he said, hey, listen, I'm I'm getting paid more to work less. I mean, wouldn't anybody want that situation? <laughs> yes. He said he reached out to Rory McElroy. <laughs> he reached out to Rory McElroy. He said Rory um, responded to his text and has been very supportive of him both publicly and privately. And he said, yeah, I haven't heard back from Tiger yet. So uh, I, don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't think Tiger is uh, going to support him publicly or privately. But uh, it'll be interesting to see the, the confluence of Live and the PGA Tour over the next year or so. I think uh, you know, we already have a quote-unquote agreement. Will there be an official merger at some point? I think, I think there has to be at some point.
1: Any advice for Loz in Vegas, a must-go-to restaurant slash bar or, or show?
0: Oh, guys! You know it's unfortunate. Um, it has been probably five or six years since I since I went to Vegas. I used to go to Vegas all the time, but that was pre children. Uh, now that I have kids, I make far fewer trips down to uh, Las Vegas. But uh, you know the Aria is beautiful. The Palazzo has a great sports book. I love that. Uh, I love that sports book down in the middle of the middle of the Strip. It's kind of stadium seating. Uh, you, you sit up there, and it's almost like you're in a theater uh, watching uh, all the games go on. It's it's really cool.
2: Mate, I'm straight across the road from the Palazzo, uh, Dick. I'm just looking straight across to it. I might go and venture in there later this afternoon.
0: There you go. Beautiful.
2: Mate, thank you so much. Sounds good, guys. We'll talk to you next week.